You're listening to the Ion New York podcast for Friday, October 12th, 2018. I'm Robert Harding. This is In This Political Reporter, and this podcast is presented by The Citizen. Uh, wanted to start uh, uh, with a couple of uh, news items. Uh, first, uh, just coming back from a press event, uh, Democratic congressional candidate Dana Balter uh, discussing Medicare, Social Security, and Medicaid. Uh, speaking with the uh, New York State Alliance for Retired uh, Americans, uh, Central New York chapter in East Syracuse today. Uh, so we'll have a story on that. Uh, also, uh, in case you missed it, uh, I did recap uh, the 50th Senate District Town Hall meeting, joint Town Hall meeting uh, last night in Baldwinsville. Uh, both John Mannion and Bob Antonacci, the Democratic and Republican candidates respectively, uh, attended uh, that forum and answered questions for about 45 minutes. Uh, and so uh, so I did uh, attend that event, uh, cover it for the I covered it for the citizen and uh, recapped it. Uh, you can read it uh, read my story online at auburnpub.com uh, or certainly in the print edition uh, if you prefer. Uh, but uh, the, the two topics I wanted to cover today uh, on the podcast, uh, one, kind of the forgotten race uh, in central New York, the 126th uh, Assembly District race uh, pitting uh, Assemblyman uh, Gary Finch, Republican, against uh, his challenger, uh, Democratic candidate Keith Batman. Uh, this, is, uh, this is an interesting race because we have seen, uh, actually before this year, uh, it's probably been one of the more competitive uh, state uh, legislative races in the region, if not the most competitive. Uh, back in 2014, uh, Democratic candidate Diane Dwyer challenged uh, uh, Finch, and uh, it wound up being a, an expensive race. Uh, uh, nearly $1 million was spent, uh, if not more than that sum, um, uh, on that race, and uh the Democratic Assembly Campaign Committee got involved. They funded uh, or helped fund some TV ads for uh, Dwyer, which was uh, something that was kind of unheard of for, for this race, uh, just given the, the makeup of it. Uh, it doesn't include any part of Syracuse. Uh, you know, there are some Onondaga County, Western Onondaga County towns, uh, but it mainly encompasses uh, the city of Auburn, uh, the southern half of Cayuga County, really, uh, and then parts of Shenango uh, and Cortland counties, so uh, mainly rural uh, in you know in, in its makeup, uh, and so the TV ads uh, four years ago uh, just uh, something different that uh, this race uh, certainly wasn't used to, and Dwyer actually uh, outperformed uh, the Democratic congressional candidate that year, Dan Maffei. Uh, Dwyer lost um, the assembly race by ten points. Uh, Maffei lost his race by by twenty points, uh, so uh, she she did have some success, made some inroads. Uh, she knocked on doors uh, during that campaign, but you know Finch had that incumbent advantage. Uh, he also put in the work. Uh, he had some money uh, flow into the race to help him as well, uh, and the Republicans uh, held on to this seat, uh, which Finch has held since uh, nineteen ninety nine. Um, two years ago, uh, Dwyer, you know, ran again, uh, rematch, hoping to kind of capitalize on the 
the fact that it's presidential election year or was a presidential election year as opposed to four years ago being a midterm election year, which tends to be uh, more favorable for Republicans, especially when, uh, you know, with a Democrat in the White House at the time and uh, uh, certainly um, uh, that, uh, uh, you know, that didn't help her case that year. But uh, uh, 2016, you know, she's hoping, you know, Hillary Clinton at the top of the ticket, uh, maybe she can uh, narrow that gap, you know, that 10-point gap that was there, uh, you know, in 2014. But uh, Finch uh, won again, uh, I think by an even larger margin uh, than than four years ago. Uh, So, here we are, 2018, uh, Finch seeking another term uh, in the state assembly, uh, and uh, a new candidate emerges, uh, Cuga County legislator Keith Batman. Uh, uh, of course, uh, <laughs> this race has received a lot of interest because of the Democratic candidate's last name, uh, and certainly uh, he has not shied away from that. If you look at his... Uh, his yard signs, he plays it up. His palm cards, he plays it up. Uh, even the mailers that uh, have been sent out by either his campaign or on his behalf by um, uh, the Democratic Assembly Campaign Committee, you know, they play up the fact, you know, that this, that his name is uh, uh, is what it is. And so, so it's been uh, uh, that's been an interesting thing to follow that. You know they they aren't shying away from it. They're using it to to the max uh, for sure, uh, and uh, and so that's been that's added kind of a different uh, uh, different element to this race that you have a guy with a a unique last name uh, running running for this office. Um, but uh, uh, looking at the looking at the issues, uh, uh, I should preview the fact that. My column on Sunday will focus on this race. Uh, I I don't think it's received the attention it deserves, quite frankly, um, uh, and that's as much my fault as it is anybody else's. Uh, because you know, you, you look at uh, the Central New York political landscape. You have the twenty fourth congressional district race, which is, I think, it's fair to say, much much closer uh, than people thought. Say six months ago, I uh, thought it would be six months ago. Um, and then you have the 50th Senate District race, uh, open state Senate seat. There's a lot at stake with that. Y- you know, you look at the 126th Assembly District race and uh, a little bit different. You know, the Assembly controlled by Democrats, that's, you know, unlikely to change. Uh, Democrats, if anything, could, you know, add a seat or two, uh, or at least they hope so. Uh, they have a strong uh, majority there, and Republicans, uh, you know, at best, uh, hope to make you know some sort of dent in that. Could be a few seats, uh, whatever. But um, uh, Democrats are going to control the assembly come January, and so not as sexy of a political story as uh, the state senate, where uh, there's a there's a split right now. There's 31 Democrats, 31 Republicans, and then you have this Democrat who caucuses. With the Republicans, and so the election can really shift that dynamic uh, one way or the other, depending on how some key races, including the 50th, uh, turn out. So uh, the the 126th uh, really hasn't uh, 
received a lot of attention. Uh, but uh, that'll change. You know, on Sunday, uh, plan on right focusing my IMUR column on that. Uh, I can tell you, you know, in talking with, I talked with both candidates this week. In fact, I talked with both of them for a combined um, 79 minutes, I believe, uh, is the tally officially. Um, uh, for for Batman, his his top issues, uh, you know, the environment with uh, water quality specifically. You know, this district touches a, a lot of different uh, lakes and water bodies. Uh, certainly, uh, for those in Cayuga County, uh, you're talking Cayuga Lake, Wasco Lake, and even the western part of Skinny Atlas Lake. Uh, when you go to Onondaga County, you're talking Skinny Atlas Lake, uh, and and you know then Atisco Lake as well. Uh, you with uh, with Skinny Atlas Lake, uh, that's a major um, source of drinking water, not only for the city of Syracuse, but some surrounding towns as well. Uh, so uh, certainly a big issue for them there uh, with uh, the algal blooms that we've seen on so many lakes. And uh, there are efforts underway uh, for, uh, you know, there have been plans developed and money allocated, uh, but both candidates agree that that's a nice start uh, but there should be more done uh, in that area. Um, uh, talked with them also about, uh, uh, well, Batman specifically addressed ethics reform, uh, got into that a little bit. Uh, also talked about uh, what he views, uh, you know, one of the big motivators for him uh, running for this office, uh, and that's actually going to be the focus of the column. No spoilers. Uh, I did ask uh, Assemblyman Finch about that as well. Um, so look for that on Sunday uh, on, online at almerpub.com and in the print edition of The Citizen. Um, and, and I'll have, come next week, I'll have um, uh, longer interviews with both, kind of highlighting some of their top priorities and, um, uh, you know, their their vision going forward and, and what they believe some of the, the important issues are. Uh, in this district. So uh, just wanted to highlight that a little more. Uh, I think that this that this race uh, will be um, one that, uh, you know, it might be getting overlooked now, but certainly is going to be competitive. Uh, I think uh, I think it was Assemblyman uh, Finch who said, you know, the, the, the state assembly is kind of like the last, last, uh, last thing people go to uh, when they can't get help from whether it's the governor's office or you know some of the executive branch agencies and or the state senate, uh, they come to the state assembly and and so I, I kind of pictured that in terms of you know how the electoral politics is playing out and the fact that you know yeah the state state assembly is kind of lower on the totem pole uh, you know for better or for worse but you know this race uh, is is one to watch uh, you know Assemblyman Finch. Uh, been in office since 1999, uh, strong incumbent, uh, no question about it. He's, you know, he's uh, uh, fended off a, a strong challenge, uh, especially in the last two election cycles, and, and 2014 in particular. A lot of money was spent in that race uh, against him, and he still managed to win by by healthy margin uh, in that case. And, um, you know, something to keep in mind uh, with, with the 126th is that uh, Republicans do have a uh, the voter uh, enrollment advantage, so uh, so that's something that they start out with a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a cushion there. Uh, but 
you know, one of the things Democrats will point to is that uh, they they believe that, uh, especially in the, when you're talking at the national level, that it's going to be a wave year for them, that they're going to win all these races, especially uh, congressional uh, seats across the country. And uh, whether that trickles down uh, to some of these state-level races uh, is a good possibility if if that turnout that, uh, that they expect will be there. Uh, so that could boost uh, Batman, certainly, in this race. Uh, and it, uh, uh, it could help Democrats in other races as well. So uh, it's anyone's guess how, how this race will turn out. Uh, there has been, I believe, uh, Batman's campaign, uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, has paid for uh, polling. So, uh, you know, uh, that polling uh, is internal polling. Uh, there's no obligation for them uh, really uh, uh, to to release that uh, uh, data. Um, uh, I believe that uh, uh, Assembly Republicans may have conducted some polling on the race too, but again, uh, that data uh, isn't publicly available. But um, uh, but it'll be it'll be an interesting contest, uh, especially here in Cayuga County. Both the candidates are from here. Uh, in fact, uh, Finch pointed out when I uh, interviewed him just today, actually, uh, that uh, Batman, who's a Cuba County legislator, uh, is his representative. Uh, so, so here's two guys uh, uh, in kind of a unique position that uh, they represent each other uh, at the moment, and uh, now they're running against each other for uh, state assembly. So, uh, so uh, again, column on Sunday uh, focused on the race between Finch and Batman, in the 126th Assembly District. Uh, wanted to close with uh, uh, kind of a recap of what happened yesterday in the 50th Senate District race. Uh, again, the candidates there, Bobby Antonacci, the current Onondaga County Comptroller, uh, is the Republican nominee, uh, and then John Mannion, uh, who is an advanced placement uh, biology teacher at West Genesee High School in Camillus, uh, is the Democratic candidate uh, uh, there were there were a couple uh, stories uh, out of yesterday regarding this race. One is uh, the town hall meeting that occurred last night. Uh, I, you can read the story online, but uh, major focus was health care. Uh, a lot uh, a lot of the questions focused on either the New York Health Act, uh, which is a legis uh, a bill uh, that would establish a single payer health care system, health insurance system. Uh, in New York. Um, this has passed out of the state assembly uh, before, but it hasn't uh, progressed in the state senate uh, that's been controlled by Republicans for several years. And so uh, the idea is, at least from the Democratic uh, perspective, is that if they get control of the state senate, that bill could finally pass. And uh, Mannion uh, has come out in support of that. Uh, he does, though, uh, he has said, though, that um, uh, he believes it must be done the right way and, and uh, costs need to be controlled uh, to ensure that it doesn't, uh, doesn't have an adverse uh, effect on people. Uh, Antonacci is opposed to it. He thinks there's other ways uh, to uh, uh, reform or fix uh, the health care system, whether it's by increasing transparency about taxes and fees, and uh, that can drive up the costs of uh, uh, premiums and other uh, uh, medical costs, but also uh, looking at you know reducing uh, prescription drug costs and, and other uh, facets of 
of the healthcare system. So uh, definitely some distance between the two candidates on not just the New York Health Act, uh, but how to address um, uh, healthcare costs going forward. Uh, there was a brief talk about uh, uh, state possibly uh, taking over uh, the local share of Medicaid costs. This has been something floated for many years, uh, especially by um, uh, Republicans who see it as the it's the ultimate uh, state mandate. And so, uh, taking that off the local, um, uh, taking that responsibility uh, away from local governments, and putting the burden solely on the state, uh, they feel would help. Uh, uh, lower that tax burden, uh, and uh, there's even some Democrats uh, on on board with that uh, that thinking because uh, uh, you know you're talking you know I've interviewed local government leaders over the years and you know it's something that they have talked about uh, time and time again that uh, uh, with the unfunded mandates uh, Medicaid is the big one and you know the state does pick up some of the tab uh, because it's part of their responsibility but they. Uh, there's a unique uh, situation with New York, uh, and not too many other states do this, where uh, the state passes down some of that burden uh, to the localities. And so uh, uh, the idea with a takeover is that you would lessen that burden and uh, potentially uh, help lower uh, property taxes as a result. Uh, it remains to be seen how... Uh, that system would work, uh, and how how to do it. Uh, could you do it within the the framework of the state budget? Uh, absolutely, um, but uh, how would the state government uh, feel it has to fund it? Would that be through, you know, continuing the taxes, or uh, would they eliminate something else? Uh, knowing how the current state government works, it would probably be the latter. They would say, "Well, we're not getting rid of, you know, what we're doing, so we would have to do it in addition, and uh, that would mean uh, some sort of tax increase uh, or some other revenue uh, measures that would be needed." So, uh, remains to be seen how that would work, but uh, it's certainly been something that uh, has been talked about for a long time. Uh, both candidates asked about it last night. Antonacci's on board with it. Uh, he's he, he, of course, has a local government background uh, coming from. Uh, coming from Onondaga County government as the county comptroller there. Uh, and so he has uh, really seen this uh, up close and uh, uh, advocated for it last night. Uh, Mannion was uh, not as enthusiastic, but certainly open to it uh, and said it'd be something uh, uh, worth studying, uh, but did raise questions about how, uh, how it would be paid for. So it was an interesting uh, town hall. Uh, testy at times. Uh, there was a, a moment when the candidates were asked about uh, civility and politics, and it ended up being kind of a, a back and forth, uh, you know, one jab for another, one haymaker, uh, and then another haymaker back, um, uh, because the uh, Antonacci accused Mannion of negative tactics. Uh, Mannion returned uh, fire uh, and said that. Uh, you know, uh, Antonacci, you know, with the court case and uh, some other uh, activities, including a website that he mentioned, um, that uh, it was Antonacci who went negative first. So there was a lot of finger pointing and blaming at that moment. But for the most part, uh, uh, the town hall meeting focused on on the issues and, and that's where they kept it. And uh, they certainly pointed out where they disagreed with each other. Uh, but um, 
uh, that was more of an example of civility than, than the actual uh, question about civility, uh, to be sure. Uh, but uh, something else in that race that happened yesterday was uh, this uh, uh, mailer uh, that was obtained uh, by us, uh, and uh, it included a quote that was attributed to uh, Bob Antonacci. Now, the theme of the mailer was that uh, Bob Antonacci opposes the Reproductive Health Act, uh, this bill that would uh, do many things. Uh, the main idea is to codify Roe versus Wade into state law, but uh, it goes beyond that. Uh, the it essentially decriminalizes abortion. There's a lot of uh, uh, there's criminal statutes now on the books uh, related to abortion, so it would repeal those and replace it uh, with you know kind of more of a, a, a updated law, you know, under the public health law. Uh, so taking a, basically taking it out of the you know kind of penal code and putting it within the the public health law, uh, and um, you know setting kind of the guidelines for uh, abortions, including uh, in in most cases up to uh, 24 weeks, uh, but there would be exceptions available after that period uh, if they if the fetus isn't viable uh, or if uh, the mother's health uh, is at risk. Um, uh, that those are uh, some of the exceptions built in. Uh, uh, so, um, so uh, the Reproductive Health Act. Uh, this is a bill that's been talked about for uh, many years, uh, especially in the last few years, um, and uh, it's been pushed by Governor Cuomo. Uh, Democrats in the Assembly have passed it, uh, but it hasn't advanced in the state Senate, and uh, so. Antonacci or Mannion could be that crucial vote one way or the other. Uh, uh, and in this case, uh, the mailer that went after Antonacci uh, quoted him as saying something about the Reproductive Health Act that he didn't actually say. Uh, it was a misquote uh, or it was wrongly attributed. I should say it wasn't a misquote. The quote was accurate itself. It just wasn't attributed to the right person. And um, uh, that was in a mailer uh, paid for by the State Democratic Committee and the Democratic Senate Campaign Committee. Uh, so, uh, uh, so that uh, that happened um, uh, yesterday. I did write a story on that, and um, uh, certainly drew a strong response from Republicans, uh, accusing Ma- they they laid blame at Mannion's feet. Uh, for the campaign, even though he didn't fund these mailers, and I do want to be clear about that, um, you know there there is a difference, and a lot of the uh, a lot of the mailers uh, so far uh, on both sides of the aisle have been funded by uh, the state parties um, uh, or the state party campaign committees, and so um, you know blaming the candidates for the mailers, uh, I think is a is a bit inaccurate uh, because there there are many outside groups involved. So, um, but, you know, in this case, uh, uh, Antonacci, this quote was wrongly attributed to him. Uh, it was really Rick Guy who said it, his one-time uh, uh, brief, for a brief moment, a primary uh, foe. Uh, Rick Guy, of course, was kicked off the ballot, so the primary wasn't necessary. And uh, Antonacci went on to win the nomination uh, without needing, uh, uh, needing that primary. But um, uh, I did write a story on this. Uh, uh, the Democratic Senate Campaign Committee did comment on it. Uh, they focused more on the substance of the mailer uh, than the quote. So, 
that's where things stand with that. Uh, again, you can find that story uh, on auburnpub.com. But uh, I'll wrap it up there. Uh, there will be a podcast uh, Saturday. Uh, my hope is that I'll have an interview with Congressman Katko. Uh, we're going to reach out about that today. Uh, he will be uh, touring, uh, well, he'll be touring Wayne County tomorrow, uh, stopping in at some diners uh, throughout the county, uh, and I'll be joining him for at least a portion of that tour. And my hope is to have a, a diner interview with him that will be uh, part of the podcast either tomorrow or Sunday. Uh, remember, I'll be doing a podcast every day now, uh, from now on uh, through the election. So uh, look for that uh, tomorrow. But I'll wrap it up there. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you on Saturday.